recruiting tips, advice, and better ways to train. B3 Better presents The Amateur's Edge with Jerry and Sanders, Randy Wade, and A.D. Roberts. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, man, this is exciting. This is an exciting time, fellas. Man, it's a very exciting <laughs> It really is. Yes, sir. Yo, listen, you know, I'm so excited to be here today. You know, Jerry is not here, but, uh, man, we got some great people in here. I met my main man, Randy. Yes, sir. Randy's in the house. And Lamar, he is in the house. Yes, sir. <laughs> so we're going to get down. We're going to uh, really we really got a good show lined up for you guys today. Mm-hmm. Some exciting guests. Yes, yeah, so our featured guest today, so we have the former Jaguar quarterback, David Garrard. He's going to be on in our second segment. Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome. And the TCU recruiting coordinator and defensive analyst, Aaron Hodges. Yeah, Aaron Hodges is my guy, man. Texas Christian University. And we're going to talk about his improbable run for TCU uh, to the national championship. But we do have a special guest on this segment. You know what I'm saying? Even though Jaron is not here, which he wasn't here a lot last he's year. He's just not here physically. Physically, yeah. But, but he's here on the line, man. He's on the line. What's up, Jaron? <laughs> Glad to have him. Hey, I am, I'm, I am here in spirit. <laughs> okay. Spirit. And I feel bad. You, you left me out. You forgot all about me, Avi, but it's all I'm, good. I'm sorry, man. man. You know, we, we, we had to set up fast, man. I'm sorry. We, you know, we're just doing the best we can. <laughs> yes, sir. But as long as you're here, we appreciate your presence, bro. Man, Definitely. Jer- yeah, Jaron, man. Um. Talk about this doggone game. I know you was at the game, and I was watching it on TV, but talk about that experience for the Jaguars winning that game, man, and uh, making everything go good for them to uh, go to the playoffs. Man, I I don't think I've ever seen TIAA Bank so electric, man. I mean, even driving up to the stadium, we hit the bridge, uh, the Matthews Bridge. It literally took us an hour to get to the stadium from the Matthews Bridge. I mean – I've never seen the city in such a, a, a uproar as it was last week, man. And and once we got into the game and that ball got kicked off, it was it was a, an experience like no other, man. I brought my uh, oldest son with me, who just turned six, and uh, he had the time of his life. You know, the fans, uh, you know, showing us so much love, and we were just bouncing all around the stadium, man. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was a great experience, man. And and I can only imagine how it's gonna be tonight. Yeah, I, man, people have been telling me, you know, I've been to the Georgia-Florida game, and people always say how the bank is crunk during the Georgia-Florida game, but I just imagine that it was way more a great experience just um, having everybody. I heard people was parking everywhere. It took, like, hours just to walk to the stadium, man, but uh, uh, I know it was a great experience. No, it was. It was phenomenal, man, it, and, and it was phenomenal to see that in that environment the whole – Stadium was nothing but Jaguar fans. <laughs> Normally, you know, when you have a game like that, of that magnitude in a team that's not that far, you'll see a little bit of half and half or what have you. But again, as I said last week, you know, that probably was the most important regular season game in Jaguars history. And, and, and the city showed out and, and showed up to, to support the team, man. So it was huge. It was huge. And, you know, that actually was the kickoff to a great beginning of the sports week for me personally. Because that following Monday, my Bulldogs took care of business and won their second consecutive national championship, man. And it's great to be a Georgia Bulldog these days. And and I'm calling it here now. You heard it here first. 
I'm predicting a three-peat. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you think about it? We, we, so, what, Lamar, because we're young. Yeah, young. yeah, yeah, we young. Yeah, young. But did you see uh, Saban Face when they said that Georgia's taking over uh, the SEC? I don't think you've seen Saban Face, bro. Oh, yeah. I, I did see Saban Face, and I and I, I best believe he's going to play that video a million times for his players. And I'm looking at David Pollock because, you know, he's an all-time Georgia great. And I'm thinking in my mind, David, what are you doing, man? You do not want to wake up Nick Saban. But I feel like we built for it, man, and, and we retooled. Um, which I, what people, you know, fail to realize is our best player got hurt halfway through the season. And we plugged right on in and kept tugging along. You know, the only uh, question is, you know, how good the next quarterback's going to be. Who is from Duval? Carson Beck. You know, obviously we're rooting for him, and, and you know, it, it's his time now. So, you know, uh, uh, that's really like the only question mark is how he will be able to carry the team throughout the course of a season. Now, being a, a native Alabama person here now, uh, I got to go. interject here we with go you. With now, with this right here. Now, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't even know why they put Nick Saban and Pollock on that same segment together. It didn't make sense to me, but Alabama is definitely going to be back next year. You see how uh, we took this bowl game seriously. Now, we normally don't take those bowl games that's not for the championship series, mm -hmm. but you saw the focus they had, and they got together. And, you know, we started. it started off 10-0. So that showed you they could have been like, oh, they ain't take it. They weren't up for the game. They're going to be up for the whole season next year. Uh, but Georgia do look good. They do have a chance to three-peat, but I, I, I don't like that. Uh, I like Alabama. I think, I, I think the question for all the top teams next year, everybody has to have a new quarterback. So you, you, we're talking about Georgia, new quarterback. Ohio State, new quarterback. Alabama, new quarterback. Like, everybody got a new quarterback. So I – I mean, you got to look at one of them teams that got a quarterback. It's, it's, time, to, it's time to go. You like Texas, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I think the quarterback play is going to be major and which team is going to be better than the others. No, definitely. I, I think because uh, you got – what's the guy's name at, uh, at Texas A&M? He's at, uh, Jimbo. Mm -hmm. Jimbo. Jimbo himself, right? And I, I think, you know, with all those kids transferring out of there, all those five stars, um, and the amount of resources they put into that university, into that program, I think he's going to have to pull some stuff off too in order to keep his job, but also put himself in a position where he's like actually competing, you know, because they, they fell completely also. College, is, college football is going to definitely be interesting next year, and I, think, I, I do think there are teams out there that are sleepers that will have a chance to compete as well. And go to the playoffs. What, you, what do you think about this week? You said, hey, man, and tomorrow these playoffs, man, NFL. Oh, man, I think uh, there's a bunch of key matchups. I mean, first and foremost is Jaguars matchup tonight against the Chargers. Mm -hmm. um, we, we did beat them earlier in the year. Um, they were a little handicapped early in the year. So, you know, to me it's a toss-up. Uh, Justin Herbert is uh, one of the up-and-coming new emerging quarterbacks. I, I like him a lot. I think he's like that next tier below Josh Allen and Mahomes, and and he's scary to watch. But his star receiver is out. Oh, well, not his star, but one of his best receivers is out, and so you know that might play a little bit more in, in our favor. But that's if gonna I had be to make big, though. That's gonna be big. That's not gonna be small. That's gonna be big. Uh, but how are the Chargers one uh, almost two point favorites over us, and we beat them early in the season? It's weird. Well, I think don't they have a, they have a better record, and um. When you look at their offense, their offense is more polished, if you ask me. And then again, they got Herbert, man. Again, and Herbert, he's he's. I think he's the next guy up, man. He 
I think he he's going to make that leap next year to be in that top echelon of quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, he he did have a rib injury, uh, and he played that first game. But if I beat you, like me and you fight right now, right, and I beat you up, next time we fight, you would think I I would be favorite. But I'm just saying though, that's just me. That's how I look at it. Oh, and okay. so that's why the Chargers are favored then. Any more of the games you, you you thinking about this weekend? Uh, then we're looking at the 49ers and Seahawks. Uh, I, if I had to pick a team, my my guess would be the 49ers. Uh, I think, again, they have a more complete team. They got Christian McCaffrey. Um, and then they have the improbable run of, of uh, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. Yes, sir. Know, that's awesome, man. He's managed the off offense, uh, and 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 it's been a real good run for those boys. Real good run. So I would take the forty times in that game. Well, we're gonna see what's going on, man. Jake, I'm so glad you came on, bro. I'm really glad to have you here. Listen, we get ready to wrap this segment up, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna kick on over, uh, and and listen, we got David Garage. David Stick Garage. around. For, for our second segment. Yes, so when sir. we come back from this commercial break, make sure you're here now. So, but this segment was brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage Jacksonville, helping home buyers and home owners accomplish their financial goals. Head on over to www.boejax.com and get to know their dedicated team. You're listening to The Amateur's Edge on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Let's go, Duval. Yes, sir. It's the Amateur's Edge, brought to you by B3 Better on 1010XL. I like that. <laughs> and we're back, guys. We're back. Listen, I'm so excited because we got this guy, you know, our next guest. He's on the line right now. We'd like to welcome David Garrard to the show, former Jaguar quarterback, he has led the Jags to the playoffs in the past, and yes, sir, man, David, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's up, hey, man? Thanks, good. thanks for being on Amateur's Edge. Man, my first question Absolutely. is, man, um, I, I know you was at the game. I seen the game last week, man. Have you ever seen it like that before? Man, it was wild. It was wild. I mean, when I pulled up and walked into the stadium and looked into the upper deck, and the upper deck was packed. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this is a this is a different kind of animal here and you know, honestly, uh with me being a fan now of course, mm-hmm. um it hasn't been too many times. Two thousand seventeen we definitely had a few games where, you know, a lot of excitement, but I think because the team has been, you know, pretty bad for so long mm-hmm. and now we've got our quarterback and we feel like we've got our, our coach and we got some other players. It's really changed the mindset of these fans and it's bringing a lot of them that, you know, kind of wrote us off back and they're back and they're excited and I'm excited and I know this team is excited. But it's like, it's like Rocky Balboa, man. It's like the first Rocky, man. Like, it's like they got nothing to lose. They got nothing to lose. And like you said before, I remember going to games and seeing the corners seats, the the little black yep. little cover they had over the corner seats, man. But it, it's not like that no more, man. It's, it's, hey, we got a new energy. Nah. Now, honestly, you know, honestly, the uh, the Buffalo playoff game was really the first time where, in a long time, it had been uh, packed, crazy, kind of raucous um, environment. Uh, but you know, we hadn't seen it since until last weekend. And um, your your former teammate, uh, Fred Taylor, he agreed with you totally. He he stated that he uh, he never seen it like the pandemonium like it is this year. 
And uh, you think it's because it's so unexpected? Because their run, like, you know, Tennessee had to lose seven games in a row. And we had to win going the run we did. So, I think that's insane. Everybody's going crazy for that. Yeah, Cinderella stuff. Cinderella stuff. Yeah, it, it really is because, I mean, at, you know, one point during the season, I'm sure everybody, even the most diehard Jags fans, was like, well, I guess this is another year to chalk up to, uh, you know, not getting a chance to go to playoffs. Uh, already talking about draft picks in November and all this kind of stuff, you know, kind of like what's been normal around here. And then things just started turning around. Uh, we started winning some ball games. Other teams started losing, like you guys were saying. <laughs> and it just worked. It just worked right up all the way literally to the end when we got that sack fumble because uh, Doug Peterson said it the best. That, that past game we just had was like a microcosm of our season. We start out good. Kind of yep. like go through a low, like not playing very well. All of a sudden, we're back in it, and then we're celebrating, just like this season. I mean, we went from just giving up fan-wise to basically, hey, we might be able to make a run here <laughs> in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know when that's ever happened, honestly. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. But before we get into your prediction for the night, uh, yep. I, I still see people wearing your jersey around the city. My and, son. Yeah, yeah. My yeah, son. Yeah. So we want to <laughs> know what you've been up to, man. Last week we talked about life after football, man. What you been up to? Yeah, man. I've I, I really just been, uh, you know, kind of here at the house with the family, taking care of them. Uh, all my kids are playing sports. My son, who is, beautiful, um, you know, 6'3", 330. Mm. He's not going to be a quarterback. And listen, I told him when he was eight, I said, Daddy ain't raising no old lineman, so I'm going to need you to start tightening up. And he was like, well, Dad, you raising the old lineman, and I'm about to be one of the best in the city. So I'll take it. You know, they get paid pretty good money when they get to the league as well. So uh, he, he's doing well. My, my, I got two girls. They play a ton of softball, and now they're playing a ton of flag football. Girls' flag football is coming on. I mean – they on. are in a all-girls flag football league. And one of my girls, who's probably the better softball player, said that if flag football was played like year-round like they do softball, I would give up all the other sports and just play flag football. Because she wow. loves it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, like a, she's, got, she's got like all the tools, but she really pl- loves playing safety and trying to get interceptions. Uh, you know, she, she, she she's like, sometimes that – It'd be a perfect time where I could make a big hit. I'm like, baby, but you ain't playing tackle football, so. I know. I know. know. Oh, she ready, man. Yes, sir. I wonder would they ever let that uh, be added to like the college sports? You know what I'm saying? Maybe in the future. Yeah, no, it's it's the fastest growing female sport Mm. in the country, and it's fast growing. There's already um, more than a handful of colleges that are doing scholarships for girls for flag football so by the time my girls get off into college man it's gonna be like a a real thing and and if you think about it a lot of the female sports they're great for females and everything but the ones that's really gonna pull people out to come see it i mean you know flag football would be one of those sports where people would want to show up to see some of the best females in the country play yes sir yes sir all right so let's let's, this is it this is it all right so i need a prediction and i need Mm -hmm. the key to success for whatever you think 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give you my keys to success. So keys to success is winning the turnover battle. We got to get turnovers, and we got to not turn the ball over exactly. on offense. We got to score in the red zone. If we can do those things, I feel like we got a great chance. It's yep. going to be it's going to be a shootout. I mean, it's shootout. not going to be like Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars. It's going to be more of a shootout. They got a great quarterback. We got a great quarterback. They got a great quarterback with long hair. We got a great quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so, go to Lux. Go to Lux. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, um, they got some weapons out there on the outside. We do as well. They're, they're losing Mike Williams, so that definitely helps us some. Um, mm-hmm. Their defense is about – you know, where our defense is, they, they might have a few more uh, stars on theirs. But it's just going to come down to who wants it the most and uh, who has the ball last. That's, that's my prediction on that. But then my prediction is we win for sure. We win. and you score? I, and, and my, my, yeah, I'm going to give you a score right now. I'm going to give you 32-30. Is my score? Ooh, I'm gonna go right to the sports book. I'm gonna put a big. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. my, I'm gonna all right, all right. All right. I got, a, I got one, hey, bon- I got hey, one bonus question. Hey, I, and I'm throwing that out there, hoping that's what we get, because that would be an amazing game, especially the way kind of things went last week, where there wasn't nearly as much excitement. This is the kind of game where I want to see some some high flying, big scores. But it's crazy now. Now, now the producer just said that mm-hmm. the Chargers are. Two and a half points that that yeah. they're gonna win. So yeah. so what's gonna who's gonna be the game changer though? So 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 Garot, tell me who is going to be the game changer? Yeah. Which player is MVP? Yeah, MV, M- MVP. I, I think this is Trevor Lawrence's game. You know, last week uh, we didn't see nearly what we've been able to see from him in the last five six games, and uh, so I think he's got some. Uh, he's got a little chip on his shoulder right now to go out and produce for this team and be the reason why we win, be the reason why we put up these points and we send the Chargers home. So uh, I don't see him having a back-to-back game of, you know, uh, subpar play. So I'm giving giving it to Trevor. He's definitely going to get it. And then on defense, I would give it to Josh Allen. When you need your stars to show up, you're going to have, they're going to show up. And he showed up. Last week, and I see him showing up again. Josh Allen on defense, big time, big time. Yeah, man, I I I disagree with you a little bit. So I, I think Trevor okay. doesn't have to be Superman, but he can't be Kryptonite. Uh-huh. I think Ooh, I think no. e, I think Etn has to be Superman, but he definitely can't be Kryptonite. Meaning they, like no, you said, they can't right. turn that ball over. Yeah, they, Charles got one of the worst defenses for his rushing rush defense. So I think uh, yeah. we're gonna really need Etn tonight for certain. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we can dive into all the different dynamics this game is going to bring out the stars. But when these games really get down to it, and even last week, I mean, I know y'all was saying it because I was saying it. All right, Trev, we need a drive here. We need a drive here. We need to score some points. We went three and out a couple times. And I was like, yo, do these guys really want it? But defense was like, yes, we do. Let me, and let they me did ask you something, it. Mr. Garage. So yeah. from your time back in the day, from when you was in the playoffs back in uh, 2007, how do you yep. how do you how do you uh, compare it to to now? You know, uh, for as the, the fans, as far as like yeah. the excitement around it. Do you think they was excited just as, as much excited back then as they are now, or you think it's a little bit? What you think? No, I think I think I think they're actually more excited because that that season 2007, it, it, a lot of it is, is similar as far as. Nobody thought we was going to the playoffs. We right. we didn't have the best year before, so nobody was really counting on us to do anything. 
and we just kept making noise all the way through to the end. We had to be a wild card, even though we were like 12 and four because we had the Colts in our division, you know? So, you know, so we were playing well and everybody at towards the end of the season were expecting us to play well, were expecting us to give us that shot. Nobody really was expecting us to do this. Uh, Like I said, I don't know how many times you go from worst in the season. You're the worst team halfway through the season and then you wind up making it to the playoffs. <laughs> yes. So I think the, the excitement level, yeah, the excitement level is even higher now. And we've got our QB. He's shown us that he can make some great plays, and we've got some pretty good weapons around him, even though going into the season a lot of people didn't think we had the weapons uh, around him. But, you know, he, he's proven a lot of people wrong. Uh, the offense, the, the everybody, the coaching staff, I mean, that probably has been the biggest turnaround for our organization uh, this season, well, really. Well, Dave, man, we thank you for being on the show. Uh, we definitely need to get you back. We need to do, a, we need to do our questions. due diligence and do some information about uh, <laughs> girls' uh, flag football, and we'll definitely have yeah, you back. Yeah, yeah. We can, in fact, it's we called, can have his daughter uh, it's on. Called a girl, yeah, it's called <laughs> Girl Power League. She, I don't know if she would know what to talk about, but it's called <laughs> Girl Power League, and it's uh, down there in Nocatee. It's, it's, it's really good. Nice. All nice. right, man. So uh, yeah. hopefully tonight, man, we, we do that thing, man, and I appreciate you yeah, coming sir. on. Yes, sir. We need to win no now. Problem. My 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 my, uh, hey. my mortgage, my college fund. <laughs> hey, don't do yeah, that. Don't do that. No, you now. told me. No, you... uh, professional told me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't 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 take my word like that. No, I'm just all right, all right. Here we go. All I need Appreciate you to them. do as we sign off with, with you, yep. uh, uh, Can you give us a a good old Duval? Absolutely. Here we go. Duval. Yes. Yeah. I thought yeah, I was in the stadium. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yes, sir. Hey, Big Hen gonna hit it off tonight. Y'all gonna love Big Hen tonight. Yes. <laughs> this has been great, man. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, man. No problem, fellas. All right, see you next time. Listen, God, man, this is this is where it's at, man. Oh man, I'm excited about tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, man. Uh, especially, man. I'm, I think Jacksonville gonna get it done. Yeah, we're gonna, we're get, gonna it get it done. done. Listen, all right, so. We got to we got to we got to keep it going. We got another we got another guest coming on, and he's from TCU, <laughs> and he's gonna he's gonna lay some good stuff on us. But this segment was brought to you by First Coast Cargo. First Coast Cargo leads the freight, transportation, and logistics services market, and is known as the region's most dependable and highly professional service provider. Contact First Coast Cargo toll free today at eight four four seven three one. 2173 for all your professional shipping needs. Listen, and what you got to remember, you know, this is this is what we do. This, you know, how how our sports performance thing. We got a we got an event coming up in January, so stick around. I'm going to be talking about the recruiting event that we have coming up at B3 Better. So, um you're listening to The Amateur's Edge on 1010XL 92.5. See you on the other side. It's the Amateur's Edge, brought to you by B3 Better on 1010XL. And we are back. We are back. Listen, you know, this is this this segment is powered by B3 Sports Performance. And remember, this coming this this January, January the 21st, January 21st, put you know, put this down in your calendars for, for our amateur athletes. We are having the BH Recruiting and International Combine. Powered by B3 Better 
sports performance. So for more information, just go to B3Better.com. You get all the details there. So now, here we go. You know, this, you know, I, I, I'm excited to be able to, to announce this guy. You know, he has a strong naval background, numerous, numerous jobs in recruiting uh, all across the, the country from Ohio State, Purdue. And, and now he is at the amazing Texas Christian University. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to bring on, and, I, and he's on, he's ready, he's ready, right? Yeah. Um, Coach Aaron Hodges. <laughs> Welcome, yes, sir. How's it going, Coach? What's going on with you? Nothing much. Nothing much. How you living? I'm living good, man. My brother from another mother, man. You know what I'm saying? The Ohio State days, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Been a while. Been a while, man. But before we even start, man, I um want to get a plug to that military background, man. You was in the Navy just like I was in the Navy, man. Um, mm-hmm. how did it affect you, man, during your journey? Um. I'd say, uh, Coach, you're breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, that's, oh, that's much better. That's much better. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Um, So the military gave me a background, you know, uh, a discipline that I didn't take, you know, for my parents. My parents tried, it just didn't take Mm. growing up inner city Chicago. And, um, the Navy forced me to grow up and to uh, evolve. Excuse my dog. She's she's a little attention <laughs> star. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the military gave me a foundation that I couldn't get any other place, you know. So um, it was a, a lesson in people, how to deal with different people from different backgrounds. Um, it taught me how to be patient. It taught me work ethic. Um, it taught me how to follow the hierarchy of authority. Um, a lot of things that, that a lot of us don't really pay attention to as we as we grow up, you know, uh, in the inner city. That's what the military gave us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, before we get into the outstanding year, y'all had a TCU this year, which was, was great. Nobody would have, at the beginning of the season, nobody would have bet on that, and y'all, y'all was outstanding. Um, let's go into your recruiting coordinator job. I, I, you're just a coach to me, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but my but my question is, I have a lot of coaches that I met that coach on the high school level, uh, coach on you know on the actually on the amateur level. I just say like that. They want to get into the positions that you've been in and in, in the places you've been. How, I mean, could you give them any kind of uh, inspirational uh, uh, process of how that happened? Um. Well, I guess I guess the the. The background kind of, and right right now, so the role I have right now is defensive analyst and recruiting coordinator here at uh, at TCU. And um, I've been a DPP in the Big Ten, uh, director of player personnel, been an assistant uh, director of player personnel, been a director of recruiting, all those recruiting titles and all that. that. Um, and when I started my journey in coaching, I never wanted to be in recruiting. Um mm. I always wanted to coach. I always wanted to be a position coach. But how everything happened in my career, it just uh, played out for me to be in recruiting um, during my time at Ohio State and recruiting Sean and all that good stuff. Um, the advice that I would give to, to young people or to coaches who are trying to get into the coaching profession on the collegiate level mm-hmm. is whatever the job is that needs to be done, just go do it. Mm. 
you know, um, I remember not ever getting paid for two years, for two seasons. When wow. I first got to Ohio State, wow. I, was yeah, that's paid, it. Yeah. I was getting paid $12,000 um, uh, a year my first season at Ohio State. So, like, if it's about money, it shouldn't be about money if this is what you want to do, if this is your passion. Um, you should go ahead and just find out what, what needs to be done. And there's an old saying, money is merely a reward for solving problems. Go to a university, find the problem, solve the problem. Um, and part of it was like at Ohio State, we had an Instagram. We didn't have a Twitter. Um, all the coaches had their own separate uh, social media. Um, we didn't use video on our Instagram. It was just pictures. Um, Mark Pantoni, who is one of the best uh, uh, director of player personnel out there, he gave me the reins to run the Instagram page. And I started making videos. I was cutting up film with high school players during the day, giving evaluations. And then at night, when I'm still in the office, I was making highlight tapes of Michael Thomas and all those, you know, players that we had back there. And then it just added a, a value. And then from that, we built a creative staff. And then the creative staff took over the social media and all that jazz. But um, I, my whole goal was just solve problems. Um, yeah. Urban didn't want to hire me when I first came in. Um, because he said he, he didn't want a coach. He wanted somebody who wanted to be a GM. And so while I was there, I said, well, you know, I'm going to show you that I could be the best at whatever I do. And I tried to be the best um, evaluator and, and personnel guy that I could be. And then that turned out into promotions, uh, more responsibility, um, and all that jazz. So uh, it just kind of grew from there until um, – you know, I wanted to take a step out on my own and go see if I can put everything to good use. And I went to Purdue. Um, it turned out uh, two of the best recruiting classes in my three years in their history. Uh, I think that my first class was 25th in America. The second class was 28th. And those are the two highest rated classes in the history of the program. Um, before there were sexy, exotic cars in college football, um, we were the first to do it. Um, uh, we had Lamborghinis on campus during COVID. Um, at Purdue, and then after that, then Champion Barbecue did it the next year, and then now Florida Gators did it this year, and all that jazz. But it all started in the Big Ten, and it all started at, at Purdue. Um, and it's always, you know, just solving problems and trying to be as creative as possible. One of the things that um, Coach Meyer had around the building was energy and creativity equals production. Mm -hmm. So if you uh, bring energy to a, a situation, if you bring creativity to a situation, then you're going to easily get production out of it, and people are going to appreciate it. And it's kind of cool just to see, like, all the the things that are going on in college football, you know, with the, the sexy cars and the private jets and stuff like that. It's kind of just cool to see um, where it all started. Man, that's that's crazy. And the biggest thing I, I take away from what you said, man, is is working hard, and you're going to do things that might not be on your billet description but you got to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And then yep. another thing I tell parents and kids all the time is just the connections you make. Those connections you can go back mm -hmm. to at any time because I know your relationship with herbs. I know I know how that is, man. And uh, uh, Mark Pantone, man, he still answers the phone for me today. And sometimes he yep. answers the phone and I ask him questions about stuff that has nothing to do with Ohio State, and he still hits me back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And, and that, that, that's so true. Um, the only – and uh, – Big Sean said it best in one of his songs. I forget the name of the song. 
but he says, uh, only burn bridges that I'll never cross again. You know, um, certain, certain people in certain relationships, you need to burn those bridges in order for you to grow. And um, certain bridges you should never burn uh, because those are people who you need in your circle to help you develop as a person and as a, as a, a member in, the, in this industry. Uh, Mark Fantoni still to this day. I mean, we talked on the phone freaking two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my guy. Um, and if there's anything that he needs or, or what's going on, uh, Coach Satterfield is another one of those people who uh, I worked for him for a season at Louisville. Phenomenal coach. It, it, Louisville just wasn't the right place for me to be. So I had to come to TCU when TCU came around. But Coach Satterfield is one of my people. Like we talked the other day and, you know, everybody on the new Cincinnati staff, those are all great people. Um, you should always keep those relationships open. Even when you leave a job, leave the job the right way. Yes. Um, always be, be loyal and behind to the head coach, to the staff, uh, and do what's asked of you because you never know how life is going to shake out. And um, in this world that we live in, there's enough people trying to tear you down. You need to have some people in this uh, deal that has your back. Right, right. Coach, I want to ask you a question. So you got the uh, – everybody knows TCU had an amazing season this year, a very special season. So with you being the recruiting – uh, over the recruiting here, the director of recruiting at TCU, you got to see a lot of these young men first. So did you notice anything special in this group that, that can give you an idea that the season would turn out like this? Because you got to speak to a lot um, of these young so, men first. So, so we all just got on staff uh, this year. Mm-hmm. So this is Sunday's first year. Um, everybody on staff is their first year with the exception of three people, Coach Kelly, Coach uh, Meacham, and Coach Gonzalez. Everybody else were brand new. So when I when I got here, um, I didn't know. Uh, my counterpart, uh, Brian Harrington, he got here, and he was whispering in my ear, CFP. Um, and then uh, it was early on. It could have been like week four, week five, or whatever, and I mean, we were, I think we were four and oh five or something like that, and I've been to the CFP before, and I told him, I said, BC, like, it's too early, like, <laughs> we're looking good, we gotta see how everything shake out, I've been here before, like, the CFP, it's it's a bitch, you know what I mean? It's a hard <laughs> bitch. And, and so, um, I mean, we had, we had Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas, we had JT Baird, and we still didn't make it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the kicker from Michigan State took us out of it, you know? Um, so, like, we, we've been around there before, and we've been taken out, and so it was like, hey, you know what, let's just wait. So as we got closer, he still reminded me. Um, the one thing about the players, our players here are phenomenal kids. You know, um, they weren't the highly recruited kids. They weren't the uh, the cream of the crop coming out of high school. But what Coach Kazadi was able to do, uh, Coach Kaz, our swim coach, was able to do uh, with a year of having them and how their mindset changed from being a 5-7 and seven team to being a 12-0 and regular season team to being a 13-2 and two, uh, overall ball club. Um, that's just a credit to our student conditioning, our, the kids buying in, the nutrition program that we have in place, um, the mental health specialists that we have in place. Um, that's just a credit to all of them, as well as the coaches and all that that. But the kids, um, they had that mentality of, you know what, we can go in and we can compete no matter where we were in the recruiting 
coming out of high school, no matter where people talk about it uh, preseason and saying that we were going to finish seventh in our conference, um, they just fall through it. And a credit to um, our strength conditioning coaches who helped change how these kids viewed themselves. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. Coach, I got two important questions we got to ask. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna cut you off. We got two important questions. So, no, you're good. Uh, so we we are running short. So I need you to I need I need you to get, get to the point on these two questions. So <laughs> so what's your thought process of NIL and the transfer portal, and as and as far as finding out uh, if somebody wants to get on TCU radar, what's the best way for a kid and a parent to do that? Boom. So I'll answer the last question first, and then I'll finish up with NIL. All right. So if you want to get on our radar, the best thing for you to do is come to our summer camp, and that's not not saying, hey, come and get the, you know, come and pay this money or whatever. It's seriously so you can get in front of us. A lot of us uh, in Texas don't go outside of the state of Texas because Texas is so big and it's full of talent. Um, but if you're, like, from Florida or whatever, you say, hey, you know, I really love TCU. I'm trying to get on the radar. The only thing you have to do is come to camp, ball out at camp, and then you're going to walk away with something, you know, uh, with an offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes down to – uh, NIL and the transfer portal, I think NIL is one of the best things to, to happen for college football um, if it's used the right way. I think that it is currently being used the wrong way in the collective portion of it where that's just turned into pay for play, you know. Um, but if it's true name, image, and likeness, uh, it's about being able to connect to the communities, get your name out there. Um, let the restaurants and other people utilize your name, your image, your likeness, so that after football, you can still reap the benefits of that partnership. Uh, the collectives, once you're done playing college football, then the collectives ain't paying you no more. You know what I mean? So to me, it's like, all right, you just bought this player for four years. That's all you did. Mm. But if you're really trying to increase your name, your image, and your likeness to uh, be profitable for a lifetime, then you have to utilize NIL in the correct manner, which is uh, partner, partnering with Fortune 500 companies, which we have every single Fortune 500 companies in the DFW, um, and making sure that your name, your image, and your likeness is utilized throughout the history of your lifetime and those relationships and buying into the companies and things of that nature. The transfer portal, I think the transfer portal is awesome uh, for programs uh, in this day and age, especially when it's, you have to win right now mentality. Um, I think it's awful for high school recruiting um, because now instead of taking all high school kids and building a team, you're, you're taking guys from different universities and you're taking scholarships away from high school kids. Um, but for us coaches, I think it's awesome uh, that the kids, you know, have an opportunity to leave if they don't like a certain situation and then they can go somewhere and find a new home and, and potentially – um, make an impact on that new home sooner rather. Yes, than yes later. sir, Co- Coach. Man, I thank you. I thank you for being on the show, man. I appreciate it, man. We definitely got to bring you back. If you could, could you inbox me your, your your camp schedule so I can get it out to a lot of these Jacksonville and Florida kids? And I really, oh, really, absolutely. yeah, I really, really appreciate you, man. And uh, we'll see you on the side, man. When I come to Texas, I'm gonna hit you up, okay? All right, I'll be in Jacksonville probably spring break to holler at my people, so I'll holler at you. All right, for sure. Let's get together. All right. Good deal. Good deal. Listen. Listen, this has been great. This segment was brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage Jacksonville, helping homebuyers and homeowners accomplish their financial goals. Head on over to www.boejax.com and get to know their dedicated team. Listen, you don't want to miss next week, so make sure you tune in the same time at 11 o'clock. You've been listening to the Amateur's Edge on 1010XL 92.5 FM. See you next time. Go Duval. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.